2: What's really good, posters? Welcome to another edition of Love, War, Challenges. I am MTV Malik, and I'm joined by Becky and Antonio, a.k.a. The Bananas Defender. Sorry, guys, we don't have Veto with us today. She had to turn herself in for a 10-day sentence. <laughs> she didn't even say that shit. <laughs> You're messed up for that. You're a 10-day so sentence for protesting...
0: <laughs>
3: oh, God. stop being a dick malik
2: we got a very exciting episode in store for you guys today we're going to go over some of our choices for the first annual golden spoon awards presented by love war challenges and the fifth major sport we got all of your favorite categories from favorite male and female challenger of the year to biggest flop of the year so we're going to weave that in while we discuss everything about this uh this long ass two-hour reunion the MTV put us through. I mean, really, that shit could have been a whole hour. There's no reason for that shit to be two hours.
1: Yeah, I was kind of bored after the first hour. I was like, are you kidding me? We have another hour to go? Like, holy shit.
3: Oh, you mean everybody screaming and yelling and jumping up and down didn't get you all revved up? That's Honestly, everything.
1: I would have rather had two parts, one hour each. It would have been a lot easier.
2: It would have been a lot easier because the, there was a lot of filler. There was no reason why we had to rehash uh, Ninja and Turbo again. We kind of got, we kind of, we got it.
3: Can we talk about the final? How grueling it was. How tired no, no, but, y'all are. Nobody talked about the final. They didn't. All they talked about was the IV, and that's it. And they said, yeah. "Oh, you won Turbo," and that's it. Oh, everything else was about Even us. No, them.
2: Uh-oh. We 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 fucking covered everything this season. So. Get it together,
3: Antonio. I'm not talking about us for the first time ever. Wow. (laughs) Crickets. Well, anyway,
2: we put together a really cool list. We're really excited to bring the Golden Spoon Awards. I think um, we brought in the fifth major sport guys to help uh, iron out the list and to make sure that we got everything covered. I feel like we did a really good job. Really excited for you guys to go out there, vote vote for all your faves, and we're going to announce all of the winners next week. But let's get into some of these picks. So for male challenger of the year, we got Wes, Turbo, and Theo. So Becky, why don't you make your case for each challenger on why they should be the male challenger of the year or why they shouldn't be?
3: I mean, male challenger of the year is easy. It's Turbo. Hands down. Turbo. He killed it this entire season. He's my future baby daddy. He made $750,000. He killed the entire season. How would you not choose Turbo? That'd be crazy.
1: I feel you, bananas. Well, real quick, I just want to give myself a big shout out for you know making the name the Golden Spoons. But um, yeah, I I oh agree with all that. I
2: roll, I
3: roll.
2: Oh my god, get over yourself, hey, dear. Hey. We landed on Golden Spoon because nobody came up with a better idea.
3: Yeah, yeah. honestly, I
2: take credit for it.
3: I was I was thinking of the golden pots, but I just thought people would think that uh, that would be a terrible idea.
2: Because when you say golden pot, everybody thinks leprechauns and shit. That's all we would think is lucky charms and shit <laughs> well, I pot thought of gold of, at the end of a rainbow.
3: Well, I thought of a toilet. So
2: I was like, no, I'm <laughs> no, no not going to do that. All right. So, bananas, who do you got?
1: I mean, I agree with Becky for the same exact reasons. It's, all, it's clearly Turbo. Wes and Theo don't even come close to it. Turbo won this season. And how can we not give it to him?
2: by voting somebody else? (laughs) That would be (laughs) stupid. (laughs) Uh,
0: You
1: can uh, vote for someone else. I mean, if you're just a hater. Oh,
2: shit. Not really. I mean, Wes was able to come back. He ran a masterful political game. There's no reason why he was still able to come in in third. I mean, that was all of his mouthpiece and planning. That's reasons to win Mel challenger of the year. But I'm going to go ahead and agree with both of you guys. I think this is turbo hands down. That's exactly who I'm going with, and we're going to segue that right into the beginning of this reunion. So we got Mike the Miz Mizanin hosting right along with Olympian Lolo Jones. And the first thing I want to talk about is Turbo, not br- <laughs> the medic that was uh, tending to Turbo when he was injured during the um. What's the name of the challenge where they were running against the wind with the parachute? I mean, not I, with the parachute. I can't remember. With the wind, term- Fandemonium. The medic that was tending to Turbo after he passed out during Fandemonium. He said if he was going to win, he was going to invite it to a big party, but uh, he definitely deaded that shit. So Turbo made a promise and he did fulfill it. Is he officially canceled now? He vote Hell for no. Else? No. Hell no. Why? He told the medic that if he won, he was going to take it to a big party. There has been no big party.
3: Yeah. Demis, and if I win a million dollars, maybe I'll give you half. No.
2: See, that then makes Turbo here. that makes Turbo <laughs> a liar. But that I makes mean, you an idiot. Turbo
1: doesn't <laughs> have time to party. He's already training for the next season.
3: That's true.
2: Shit, he's already on the next season.
1: Uh, are we Turbo going to cast
2: spoilers or no? It's not really a spoiler. Why would they not have Turbo back? The only way Turbo wouldn't be on is if he decided not to be on. That's true. He just won three quarters of a million. If they call again, he's going. Oh, yeah. He's going. See? He I wants his right. money. Absolutely, Ashley won a cool million. She was there next season. But yeah, I'm not the a big one fan I of spoilers. You're gonna hate
1: how uh, Ashley and Turbo won what once and twice, whatever it is, and they have more money than bananas. Everybody
2: Which has actually? more money than bananas.
1: Oh shit! <laughs> well, this, that's not true. I think they're the only two that are above him.
3: Look, Look, he's talking shit.
1: I yeah, I know who he is. And exactly. I
3: think Kara beat him.
1: No, Kara's. Short by like thirty thousand, I think.
3: Oh, close enough.
1: Like um, Theo, he's top fifteen and he hasn't won. Like, uh, come on. Wait, you said what? Theo is top fifteen for most paid challengers by winning money, and he hasn't won a season.
2: Well, the good thing about it is, I think this million dollars split where it's um. 750, 250, I think that's what we should be expecting going forward. I don't think there's ever going to be a prize over a million dollars. I mean, a million dollars is a pretty good cap limit.
1: I think the only time there would be is if it's like a big team, you might do 1.5, but that's a just split amongst the win, just whoever's there. And I assume they have like a big group.
2: Even if it's a big group, you don't got to do 1.5. You could do 1 million. Who's going to say different?
3: Right. Honestly, I don't I think, know if they're going to bring back big team challenges. One can hope, but I don't think exactly. that's
2: going to happen. Re- remember back in the day, they used to do this shit for 100K, split between I nine mean, people. Right?
0: <laughs> um,
3: you get 10,000. You get 10,000. You get 10,000.
2: I mean, ne-
1: next the season is rumored to be UK versus US, so who knows how they formed that
2: out. So the next question that Lolo hit was uh, was going to Hunter about him trying to quit. Yeah, Hunter's a little bitch. The thing is, the channel chats is pretty crazy. I think everybody is threatening to quit or go home.
1: I mean, oh. Hunter deserves to get trashed trying to quit. I mean, I think everyone that tried to quit in the past deserves to get trashed. I mean, look at Ashley. She tried leaving, what, episode one? And I used to, to still trash her for, told her that I was always trash for quitting.
2: <laughs> Shit. Ashley, the only one that actually quit as many seasons as she's won. That's impressive. It's fact. <laughs> Let's go. So another thing that we ran into was um the host board up and for some reason lolo decides to ask amanda uh what she thought about it and amanda claimed that it was just dramatics you know this whole ivy situation thing has been dragged out to the furthest extent and asking amanda was just throwing gas on the fire the only reason why i think they
1: asking amanda is appropriate is because you know amanda claims to be a nurse or whatever But you would also think, though, as a nurse, you deal with patients, you know, like not everyone likes needles. I mean,
3: she's just the way she is. They know that they're going to get a reaction from her because she doesn't like Kara, even if she was empathetic. I honestly think that if this was anybody else who had this situation, she wouldn't have said, oh, they're over exaggerating. She may have said at that point it was valid because of that. But because it's Kara, it's automatically theatrics.
2: I think the host knew that, you know, asking Amanda was definitely going to get him a reaction and definitely bring a lot more excitement because the beginning part of the reunion was starting off a little slow. But that shit kicks up real fast. Uh, one of my favorite parts is when Josh and Gus got into it over camera time. Now, we recently had Corey Maria on the show, and she discussed what she thought about people setting up fake fights. So Gus and Josh is going back back and forth, but... Uh, who do you guys believe in this situation? Like, do you guys really think that Gus was going around trying to uh, manufacture drama so he can get some more camera time? Is he really that thirsty?
1: I think it was a mutual type of thing. If they both went to each other and just Josh doing that backstab, Gus because it like, it's just it's a stupid fight.
3: I agree. I think they both are thirsty for camera time. I think they both probably orchestrated some sort of a fake situation happening. I see them both doing the exact same thing. And I like Josh. I I'm okay with Gus, but to be honest, they were very much overshadowed. You know, Gus was overshadowed by a couch and uh <laughs> and, and Josh was overshadowed by Amanda, but it's they definitely were probably searching for that camera time because they just knew that they weren't getting it.
1: And also they were but, um the UK was more of the attention for the rookie, so they already had an obstacle in front of them. So like they wanted something that they needed the camera time. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they tried fighting each other just for the camera time.
2: I could definitely believe that. I like Gus over Josh mainly because I don't really know anything about Gus and uh, you know, Josh is Josh. So yeah, we I know mean, I it, hate him. it's definitely not a good look for either of them, but I do think Josh got the better of Gus in that exchange. And it just shows sure that Gus may not be there for the right reasons. And uh, A meet lot that.
1: of people aren't there for the right reason.
2: I, I agree. And now, Like Zach. <laughs> yeah, like Zach. So um, for the first annual Golden Spoon, we got a Not Here for the Right Reason award. And that's going to go to the thirstiest cast member. And the contestants for that one is going to be Bear, Zach, Amanda, Gus, and Polly. Now I know that's a lot, but we got a lot of thirsty people in this season. So Becky, who do you think isn't here for the right reason?
3: One hundred percent the thirstiest cast member was Bear. He was always screaming, he was always into something. he's always just trying to cause bites. So yeah, I think it was a hundred percent bear, and I think he would even think that it was him because he's literally crazy.:
2: You think Bear was more thirsty than Polly? hell, yeah. I don't know. Polly likes his airtime. What about okay. Amanda?
3: He you know Amanda literally likes the villain. Bear literally went on his knees and screamed at the top of his lungs, loser, for like two minutes, solid. Yes, he wants camera time. And yes, Amanda wants camera time. But honestly, I don't think she's thirsty for it. I think she just accrues it because and loves to fight people. So I don't think she's outwardly trying to get attention. It's just her own personality and what she does that gets her that attention.
1: Well, I'm going to give it to the person that really didn't deserve to be there, and that's, you know, Zach. I mean, this he said from day one, he didn't want to be there. So he's not there for that reason. Being there means you want to win. Bear, Amanda, Gus, and Pauly, I'm sure deep down they all wanted to win. Zach, he wanted to be out by week three.
2: Yeah, I definitely, feel, I definitely think that's a good choice. But him not wanting to be there, I don't think would make him the most thirstiest. You know, that's probably the... uh the least energetic to be there really did not hear for the right reason. The word is going to be for people who's thirsty clamoring for the airtime. So I'm going to have to agree with Becky on this one and go with bear. Bear did everything he could to get the camera on him and make it stay on him. But he also worked hard for it. He gave great confessionals. Uh, he was always screaming all over the place, jumping on poker tables. He did everything he could. So I'm definitely going to give that one to bear. And before we move on, we got another award for the Golden Spoons. We got the biggest bounce-back award. People who uh, who came up short last season are, are, has taken a long time off from the challenge and came back this season. And for the biggest bounce-back award, we got Paulie, Nani, Day, and Wes. Bananas, why don't you go ahead and break down these four for us? Paulie, Nani,
1: Day, and West all had great seasons. I mean, um, Nani and Wes, you know, they both took some time off and they both came back and they both made it far. And- Paulie and Day, I mean I mean Paulie and Devon, you know, they spent majority of last season in the redemption house, but um I'm gonna have to give the biggest bounce back to Wes. I mean, this guy took time off. I don't remember the exact number of seasons, but it, definitely a large number. And, you know, he made the final, so you get the I'm gonna give him credit when, when credit's due, so I'm gonna give it to Wes.
3: I honestly wanna give it to Paulie, who spent ninety percent of his season on final reckoning in the The redemption house who could not win an elim- elimination to save his life. And he really did bounce back winning dailies being in, you know, and, and definitely being in that tribunal and having a lot of influence on the decision-making on the day-to-day basis. So I think that he deserves the bounce back award in my but opinion.
1: I just don't want, don't get why Paulie is in this category because he didn't bounce. I mean, he bounced backwards. I mean, Last season, he went to the final. This season, he didn't. I mean, yes, he had an overall great, much better season this time. But, I mean, if you want to look at standings-wise, he did worse.
3: Not necessarily. Because he, a lot of people think he was undeserving to go to the final. Because he spent all of his time in redemption. So, that's the situation there. He didn't what? need a redemption challenge to get in to stay. So that's why I'm saying he has a better season because he had one bad week and ended up in redemption for the rest of his time. So I don't see what you're thinking of. I know that the final is an end goal, but he killed this season and he made everybody see that he was a competitor. Everybody was so busy trying to yap that he sucks and he's terrible and that, um, you know, that he doesn't belong there. And now he showed them why he's there. Oh, no.
1: I I agree with you 100%. I mean, I'm just basing it off of what, you know, other challenge fans do. They just look back at the statue and say, oh, final, not final. I mean, I've gotten to many arguments before where where I had to explain, you know, what went down. But just I'm just basing it off the mind of, you know, our fellow listeners and, you know, fellow haters as well. I mean, what their point of view is.
2: Well, for me, the reason why Paulie is in this category is because really he didn't do well last season. He lost a lot of eliminations and spent most of it in the challenge house. Uh, just because him and Natalie was able to perform closer to the end, and that's why they were able to get themselves into a final. But even though he did really well and ended up in the final and have all the respect in the world for him, I wouldn't say last season was a great season for him. So I felt like this was a um, th- this would be a good good bounce back for him. I think Nani did really, really well. She did have the benefit of having Turbo with her. so. I'm not saying that Turbo carried her in any way, shape, or form. She definitely held up her end. Yeah, but, but she took a long time off. For Devon, uh, Devon's very similar. She kind of flopped it out last season. I mean, everybody's like, oh, she's an elimination beast because she won three eliminations this year. Don't forget, she lost three eliminations last year. She is the only challenge competitor to lose three eliminations in one season. So when people say Devon is a flop before the season started, they were correct.
1: Well, so, how often are you given the chance to lose three times in the season?
2: Not often. <laughs> but still, in Von's defense, to go from losing three eliminations to winning three eliminations, I think that's a big bounce back. And, that, and that's why I believe she's deserving to be up for this award. But I got to give it to Wes. Wes hasn't been on, a, on the official season since Rivals 3. He's been on all three spinoffs, and two of them he made the finals for, even though he didn't win any. Uh, he came back, but not only did he bounce back, Wes was running that house. He had everything down to a T. Him and his team was working like a well-oiled machine. I definitely got to give it to Wes. Um, he didn't just bounce back. He bounced back and ran that house. He bounced bananas out of there within two episodes. I think I give the biggest bounce back to Wes. And now while we're on the subject of Wes, Wes was brought up by the host also. So they brought up West's strategy, rivalry with bananas, and uh, Wes, you know, West blew up on bananas, <laughs> screaming, "I'm a boss bitch!" That he eliminated him, and uh, I'm I'm just really taken aback by by West's uh, humbleness. West is so, a little bitch, but oh, I like can you say that? I I I think West is a boss bitch because you told that to your daddy. You let him know what time <laughs> it is. And you bounced you your daddy about the house in two episodes. He that did. Harrison. He really. Did. I mean.
1: If you want to compare, you know, accolades, I mean, I think Bananas kills West in every single category besides the We're We're
2: talking talking about... about, We're talking about world of the worlds here. Exactly.
1: Well, I mean, honestly, going into the season, West did have a better strategy going into the season than Bananas did because West has been on in so long. So the only... He's only, what, been up against four other people, five other people that were in this season. I mean, and Bananas had rivals, you know, with almost everyone, and his name is such bigger. I mean, people from the UK were saying, let's go after Bananas right away, and they didn't even know who Wes was. They, they didn't realize Wes was going after them until, like, what, week four or five?
2: But isn't that a consequence of Bananas shooting himself in the foot, making too many enemies? Well,
1: yeah. I mean, it's not that he's making too many enemies, it's just that everyone wants him out. And we're gonna if Wes is on next season, I think Wes won't make it far because everyone's been gunning for him. He made big enemies with the UK, He's, and he also made big enemies with you know, a few of the vets. So I don't see Wes staying. I think Wes is going to get the banana treatment next season.
2: Uh, we're going to have to see. I don't but see what... that
3: happening, to be honest. Wes was really smart this season, and he did school bananas all the way back, all the way home, pretty much where he sent him.
2: Bananas was relying on that vet respect that doesn't exist, and Wes showed him what that vet respect really means.
1: I mean, every vet was relying on that, not just him. See, a plane ticket Kara was. I mean, it's not just him. Every single vet was going into that was like, you know what? Oh, well, sorry. Every true vet was expecting. True, true vet. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, but like, I wouldn't call. I I'm I'm a big fan of Holy, but I wouldn't really call him like a vet. He's been on one other season. I think for me to be a vet, you have to be at least on five. So those true vets, you know, I would assume, you know, they usually have that alliance and uh, they just couldn't pull through this season. And yes, we do have the bananas versus West thing. Honestly, I thought they would have, you know, sucked it up until the final eight or whatever it was. But, you know, shit happens.
2: You know what? I'm glad you use that term, true vet, because when Turbo and Ninja and all of them crossed the finish line, Ninja yelled out something that that caught my attention. She said, We're all vets now. No, no shot.
3: Not to real fans. People who really want
2: to. Listen, we got to start rethinking the terms that we use. The challenge is changing right in front of our eyes, and we have to change with it. This is why I keep telling people on Twitter. Uh, you know, people love the Trash car. Oh, she wouldn't do this great if Evelyn was here, if Laura was here, if Cora was here. Guess what? They're not coming back, what Laura is. But the rest of them, they're not coming back. <laughs> Cora isn't coming back. Evelyn isn't coming back. Yeah. I, Paula I, Walnuts I, isn't I, I coming I back.
3: Well, let's just be honest. No one's scared of Paula Walnuts.
2: <laughs> I mean, honestly. I'm I do Paula like that. Paula we was we a fishy man.
1: And we haven't seen any of them in, you know, in a while, so we don't know how they compete. I mean, the only one I would be scared of coming back is Emily Ashram, because, you know, she is physically fit, and she has done Champs vs. Pros, or Champs vs. Stars. laurel is. Laurel.
2: Laurel is amazing. Listen, Veronica came back. how she do? Oh, I mean, well, Veronica see, was there for the green wine.
3: Well, you look <laughs> at her. Veronica was not in shape for it, and she even openly said that she used to be the, the physical person that did this. And she came back, and she's not. She relied a lot on politics to try and save her throughout the next last few seasons, which well, hasn't worked.
1: Not, the, not at all. Now is, though the game is now all politics. It doesn't really matter how strong you are if you have to have a good social game.
2: I think I think they go hand in hand with the social and physical. Well,
1: the last few seasons it's been all politics. Look at last season. If you didn't have your alliance winning, you a or you didn't
0: have the number game, there was a good chance
2: you were going into elimination. But that's a fact. Every season is. Yeah, every season. Wes said it best on the duel, too. He said, my muscles will only take me so far. This game is a social game, and the social relationships you make is how you're going to get to the final. Wes and Turbo wasn't the only ones uh, making a lot of noise in the house. For male roommate of the year, for the Golden Spoon, we got West Turbo, Bear, and Kyle. Roommate of the year really represents everything that was going on outside of the physical challenges. So that's going to include the politicking, the house drama, all that other stuff that's not included in physical competitions, along with the eliminations. So Becky, how do you feel about male roommate of the year?
3: I feel honestly that there's really only one person who can take that, and that's Wes. He was... A political mastermind when it comes down to it he also got into a lot of fights he wasn't afraid to step in and to to take charge he was a true vet in a lot of ways with the way he was acting and the way he was playing the game so in my opinion there's really no no other person other than west that deserves that
2: all right bananas how do you feel about the male roommates of the year I am going to have to disagree with Becky. I mean,
1: I think Wes, you know, he did have the biggest alliance, but I feel like Turbo was the one, you know, that like helped all of his roommates out. I mean, he's the one that like, you see him like, uh, it's just tough one. I feel like you've seen Turbo like help out everyone there. You know, he tried to influence him to work out. You know, he was everyone's motivation. You know, when you see someone on the tremble 10 hours a day, you're gonna be like, okay, maybe I want to do 11 hours in the treadmill now because you know I gotta beat him. I'm looking at it more as a motivational standpoint than an alliance standpoint.
2: All right. Um, so Wes definitely was running the house. Wasn't a lot of fights, a lot of tribunals, making a lot of moves. Turbo was great to his roommates, but he was also really light on the drama and and the politic, and he pretty much participated in none of it but he was a great guy to have around. I really think the male roommate of the year is going to come down between Bear and Kyle because both of them was making a lot of moves. Both of them, you know, found themselves in relationships. Uh, Bear with Georgia, Kyle with Maddie. I'm probably going to give this one to Kyle because he really stood out. You know, he took a lot of shit, uh, fought hard. The rivalry between him and Paulie raged all throughout the whole season and went out on a great elimination. My vote's going to be with Kyle on this one. But while we're still on West. Wes and day definitely got into a big blow-up. During the elimination between Jenna and Gus and Devon and Bear, Wes was still trying to get Bear out of the house. And he told Jenna, uh, they were playing some variation of pole wrestle, and Wes was yelling for Jenna to put to put her knee on, on Devon's face and on her ribs, which infuriated her. The next day during the challenge, Devon and Wes definitely get into it. Wes posted on social media that Devon said that she was going to have him killed and that her boys were going to get him. MTV decided to play the raw footage and that wasn't what she said, even though she did threaten him. Wes wanted to reiterate that he did feel threatened and that he said it how he felt. Devon breaks on him about Wes opening the door to challenge tryhards jumping into the DMs, threatening her, calling her racist things, calling her job. Uh, she broke out in tears and told Wes that he can't do that, and they lost a lot of respect. Wes disowns the super fans, and he apologizes for his actions. I don't think Wes really, uh, really understood the door that he was opening up, and I don't think it was intentional. Whose side do you guys take on that? Was Wes a piece of shit for it, or was Devon overreacting?
3: I mean, yes. I think in the end, both of them are wrong for different reasons. She shouldn't have threatened him. And he kind of blew it out of, well, he didn't kind of, he did blow it out of proportion. And I mean, he did say it, that that's the way he perceived it. And that's the way he felt threatened. And I get it. But, and and even to the point, it could be that he was pulling from what happened last season where Davon was threatening uh, Shane with her cousins who were supposedly supposed to come and beat him up. So maybe that's where he like in his mind, he was putting it together with other people coming in and fighting him for her. So I think in the end, really who's wrong here are the stands are these fans. And I put quotation marks on that who are messaging, not only uh West, but Dave on with these tweets and with death threats and with racial slurs. So. It can't really be on them. They both have issues on on both sides. But in the end, they can't control the fans. The fans have to control themselves.
2: Okay, I feel you on that one. Bananas, what's your take? I agree with Becca. I feel like um, it
1: definitely was a lot of the fans part because, you know, a lot of people take it out of proportion and it became a little ridiculous, you know, what was being said. And really disgusting. But honestly, honestly, I think if Wes avoids you know, his Twitter comments, I mean, none of it would really escalate to that level, I feel like. So I'm not saying Wes is all to blame, but I'm just pointing out, you know, if, maybe if he, you know, watches what he says on Twitter a little more, I mean, it would escalate to a further level.
2: So this is what I think. I think Wes truly does believe he was threatened. The exact quote that Davon used, it said, When this is all over, I'll make sure there is a knee in your ribs and on your face. When we're done filming, I'll make sure. That sounds pretty fucking threatening. Somebody says that shit to me. I'm going to feel threatened. What Wes posted on Twitter was a gross exaggeration of that threat. And he did it without fully realizing uh, the racial connotations behind the way he presented that to the world. Wes was wrong for that. Wes was right for disowning the super fans in the stands who, who said that, you know, those horrible statements disowned them and he apologized. And I think that was really sincere. And she accepted that, which I thought was very mature. She could have got up screaming and yelling more, but I think she understood that he didn't mean, he didn't mean for it to, to turn out the way that it did. And I think he was sincerely apologized. So hats off for both of them for handling that like adults. But Wes also said something that really struck with me. And I just, posted it, I just posted it on Twitter a little while ago. He says, I got a DM full of death threats. He said, your fans are just as bad. And I have the receipts to prove it. And I felt that shit. Davon's fandom, I mean, d- yeah, Davon's fandom are... I mean, people love getting on the card. fans. And don't get me wrong, the Carver army at its peak was one hell of an entity. But the Day fans, they always, they're always they always taking low blows. They're always talking more shit. And for Dayvon to turn around and try to have Wes hold his fans accountable, I think she needs to start doing that with hers. That's all I got to say on that. Preach. All right, so let's move on to Paulie versus Kyle. Now, once again, um, now early this year, we had uh, Paulie on the show and we had Carl on the show. And we both asked them about how um, how intense this rivalry is with Kyle. And they both said the same thing. Actually, uh, Paulie answered for himself during that Carl interview is hmm. that they are able to practice some form of civility and they do admit a mutual respect between the two, but they would never work with each other on the challenge. They can never be friends. What do you guys make of the Paulie versus uh, Kyle situation? At this point, we've kind of seen it play out as much as it can. The only thing we're missing, the only thing we're missing from the Paulie and Kyle rivalry is for Paulie and Kyle to go against each other. So now the contestants for the worst moment in the Golden Spoon Awards is JP calling out CT, Kyle not calling out Cora, Paulie not calling out Kyle, and Bear cheating. What's your guys take on the worst moment? For the first annual Golden Spoon Awards.
3: Trying to think of which one is worse is all really bad situations. <laughs> uh, I honestly, I wonder why Amanda is not on here. Amanda not calling out Cara. That should have been included.
2: Because Amanda, we've been there. Well, yeah. Well, that's true. Amanda would never call out Kara. Let me tell you something. I don't blame her for that. That's why she's not on the list. I would never blame Amanda for not calling out Kara. Was Kara's record like 13 and 6 in eliminations? I'm not. No. No. No, that's that's a
3: fact. I mean, I got to honestly, as as much as this is probably going to seem crazy, I got to say Kyle not calling out Kara. After all of that crap that he was saying and all that stuff he was doing. He didn't, you know, pick up his balls and really call her out like he said he was going to. So he wants to yell pussy at Polly for not calling him out. Maybe he should call himself out for that because he could have called out Kara and we would have seen an epic elimination.
1: I Maybe mean, could have seen Kyle and Kara be partners.
3: That would have been the funniest thing
1: ever in life. I'm stuck between two. I mean, JP calling out CT was pretty stupid. And I honestly, I put a lot of thought into it last night. And I think Paulie not calling out Kyle was one of the worst moments. I mean, JP calling out CT was stupid, but I had to give it to Paulie not calling out Kyle. And here and just because it's one reason earlier in the season, if Paulie didn't ask TJ to, you know, if he could volunteer himself, then this is even a question. It's obviously JP by Paulie saying that. I mean, that just means right then and there he was willing to, you know, volunteer himself regardless of any situation. I mean, I'm sure. I mean, Cara didn't like talk to him before that, like she did, um, the second time, but. I mean, if Paul is going to go guns blazing, I mean, yeah, you have to do it the second time when when you're given that opportunity.
2: No. No, not at all. That's stupid. I I 100% disagree with you. And this is why. When Paul told TJ that he wants to go in, we're talking about episode three. There's still a whole bunch of people there. Everybody still has fresh legs. Um, The rivalry is just as strong as ever. This is before any fines got levied. So the stakes weren't as high. But you're still giving up your chance
1: for a quarter, three quarters of a million dollars,
2: right? Whether it's I, week one or whether it's week ten, there's a big, there's a big difference between week Huge. one and week, and week ten. Big but you're difference. Still giving so, your chance so up, though, regardless, I, right? But the stakes are lower at that point. This is why I wouldn't give it to Paulie not calling out Kyle, because Paulie would have to take himself from a position of safety of not being voted in to go down and face Kyle. And at this point in the game, so close to the finals, it is nothing but foolish. Now, Kyle, not calling out Cora, That was way, way, way more acceptable because Kyle is already in the hot seat. Kyle is already going into elimination. His stakes are low. Yeah, but Holly has so Paulie's much been more to lose. Shit, though. He been talking shit, but he has a lot more to lose than Kyle.
1: Uh, honestly, when if for the episode first aired, I was you know like yeah, Paul, you're smart, but I mean. As I'm like watching the reunion and I'm seeing like you know everyone like go into it and I, and I put more thought and I rewatched that episode again I'm like you know what Paulie should have just did it I mean you're crazy Kyle
2: was yeah, absolutely nuts absolutely nuts I mean it was whole,
1: bro come on
3: and I mean, also you know you know, hey, you know I'm crazy say, about that
1: emulation to begin with so
3: let me just say about Kyle not calling out Kara. he had a Amazon. As a partner in Amazon versus Kara, who is super tiny. I I just he had everything in his favor to win. Yeah, but period. I feel like
1: the whole Kyle, Kara, and Paulie thing, I feel like Kyle doesn't really hate Kara. I feel like Kyle wants to be friends with Kara, but you know, Paulie's in the way. I mean, I'm not taking sides. I mean, well, if I had to take was sides still with her. I mean, I agree. I just, and that's why I don't, I don't think, you know. I don't. No, I, I don't think like, he's in love with her. I think he still has, like, you know, some small feelings for her. And that's why I don't think he called her out. And that's why. And I think he had a good reason, you know. Um,
3: you can't hear me, but I'm playing the world's tiniest violin for you, Antonio. You're dumb.
1: <laughs> cool. yeah. All right. It, it, well, it, it, I think not a good reason, though.
2: <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's talk about the Kaczynski Award. Named after Derek Kaczynski, and this one is going to be for best elimination. Now, we did have a lot of great eliminations, but only two really stood out to us. That's going to be Hunter and Georgia versus Ashley and Chase, and Kyle versus Theo. So, Becky, who do you think should win the Kaczynski?
3: When it comes down to it, I got to give it to uh, Theo and Kyle for Hall Brawl because they really got into it physically. They have the ability to touch each other. Unlike really the situation with um, Chase, Ashley and uh, Hunter and Georgia. So it's, it's two different real specimens because you have a partner duo versus a singles situation. But in the end, I a hundred percent give it to Kyle and uh, Theo. All
2: right. Bananas. Well, I have a
1: very biased answer, and I'm going to stick with it. I mean, Becky said it perfectly. I love Hall Brawl. I don't care who's in it. It could be two <laughs> of the worst competitors in the world. I will always vote for Hall Brawl. So I vote for Hall Brawl. I don't even really care who's in it. It doesn't matter to me.
2: Now I definitely feel you. Hall Brawl is a legendary challenge. Uh, no matter who's in it, uh, Hall Brawl and Poe Russell, uh, those are two eliminations that never seem to disappoint they're always good any day of the week and twice or Sundays. Not to mention, Colin yeah. Theo went in there and banged it out. It was great. It wasn't too one-sided. Those guys went in there they had to reach out and touch somebody and they touched each other in a small hallway for quite a long time to go ring a bell. So I definitely don't really see any close competition to Hall Brawl. We gotta give it to those guys. Facts. Let's go ahead and move on to uh, Bananas versus West.
0: Shorty, let's go!
2: So, early in the season, we've seen Zach take the ball, throw it right to Wes, and that helped get Bananas thrown into elimination. Bananas then goes into elimination and calls out Zach. Zach beats him in elimination, and uh, Bananas go on to Challenge Mania. We're not afraid to say the name. Challenge Mania. Goes on to Challenge Mania and reveals that him and Zach had a deal, and Zach was supposed to lay down for him. He violated the, he violated the deal and then went ahead and laid down for Wes. Now, the question I ask you guys is, do you guys believe Zach? Do you guys just believe it was a lapse in judgment of why he threw that ball to Wes? Or is Zach full of shit? Zach's
1: right. full of shit. That's I, 100% I, full of shit. If you want a full discussion on this, go back to like episode two or three of our podcast. So I go like all into it. I mean, because you've seen Wes put his hand up. You've seen Zach throw Wes the ball. I mean, it's clear they were working together. They were working together in the past, in previous seasons. I just wish Zach would just own up to it. I mean, he, I guess he's trying to lie, you know, just to, to save his face, you know, maybe for a future season or whatever it is. But I mean, just tell the truth, man. Even Jenna, his own girlfriend, agrees with bananas. Like, come
2: on, man. All right, Becky.
3: He, he's lying. Zach is lying. He just needs to admit it. He looked like a little sad puppy. Like I don't know. You like terrible. Well, his terrible. entire face was just like. A beaten down dog. Like, maybe he really does feel bad that he ended up siding with Wes. Because he realizes he lost his friendship with Bananas over it. But just own up to it. And be a man about it. And apologize. You're going to get screwed over in the future anyway. Because Bananas is going to target him. Just like he does anybody else who screws him over. So you might as well just admit it. And
2: take your punishment. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Uh, I've seen some people post on Twitter. Why is Zach keep being invited back? He's been flopping out challenge after challenge. And every time he gets there, he only talks about how much he doesn't want to be there. He doesn't participate in the social media. Maybe he's just not built for this. Maybe it's almost time for him to throw in the towel. Do you guys think Zach needs to just stop doing challenges, call it a day? I mean, I think
1: um, Scott Yeager said it perfectly. I mean, I think, you know, Zach, you know, deserves a chance in the future to come back. But, I mean, if, um you know, the challenge gods, you know, knew what was going on, I mean, why waste, you know, a spot on Zach? I mean, I get you want to have, you know, Amanda, Jenna, and Zach on the same house again. But, I mean, I would love to see, you know, like a Mark Long, Darrell, you know, come back for another season instead of Zach.
2: How about somebody new? I mean, I know everybody always talk about Derek um, coming back, which I truly believe he should. He showed that he can compete. He showed that he's still fit and ready to do this. But, you know, but e- even even if not him, there's also a lot of new blood that could be brought in.
3: In the end, I think that they should bring back someone who wants to be there. Multiple vets who are out of the game have openly stated that they want to go back, like Nehemiah, um, even Marlon.
2: Alton said he's down to come back too.
3: Alton, yeah.
2: Right.
3: So we're this. talking about he's men. Got on on ring, yeah. Alton's yeah. oh. ready to come back. Jordan, who obviously, from what spoilers are saying, he's coming back next season. There are people who want to be there. So why take that spot away and give it to somebody who doesn't want to be there, who isn't competing, and really is just there to lay down on a grenade and let somebody else get a little bit further. Maybe it's about time they bring somebody in who's going to compete and makes everybody work for their spot. Hey, we haven't even pulled away
1: from the drive-thru and you're already digging in the McDonald's bag. Aw, <laughs> babe just a few <laughs> all right i guess i can't blame you pass me some too
0: <laughs> uh, smells too good to get it all the way home meal there's a meal for every moment at mcdonald's
3: and now your favorite spicy chicken mcnuggets are back get a six-piece spicy or classic for just two bucks only at mcdonald's price and participation may vary cannot be combined with any other offer a combo meal
0: for all you foodies out there i'm unwrapping a mcdonald's steak egg and cheese bagel Ooh, look at this steak. And the juice running down the side. Got a little bit on the wrapper here. Mm. And then the fluffy egg and real cheese folded over the side looking just so good. Mm, grilled onions. And a butter bagel too? Thumbs up for McDonald's Steak Egg and Cheese Bagel for breakfast. Love it. Mm. Ba-ba-ba-ba. I participate in McDonald's.
2: Zach definitely came off as a villain this season, and that's gonna be one of our categories for the Golden Spoons this year. So, for Villain of the Year, we have Bear, Wes, PJ, Paulie, Amanda, and Zach. Bananas, who are you giving Villain of the Year to? I
1: think Villain of the Year has to go to Bear. I mean, this guy bothered everyone. I mean, it, he even made his partner cry, like, what, three or four times already? So, I mean, Bear is clearly, you know, a villain. I mean, Wes, TJ, Paulie, Amanda, and Zach, you know, they're all deserving of it. But, I mean... I think Barry, you know, he's just worse than all of them.
3: You know, there's a lot of choices. And Antonio's right. There's a lot of people that are definitely worthy of holding the title. But there's only one person that I know that over the seasons has just reveled in watching everybody be miserable and laughed at their dismay. (laughs) And that's TJ. He <laughs> loves to mess with everybody's head. He lies to them. So they don't know exactly what's going on. At any moment, he could come in and send someone home or decide that he wants to change the rules or change locations. It's got to be TJ. And he's just laughing about it the entire way. And he loves when somebody slams into the ground, as we saw when the original, uh, the first episode aired, and one of the twins face planted. He was reveling, of course. He just loves trivia, so he can drop people in high place, from high places in water. So it's got to be TJ. Let's move
2: on to Bear in Georgia. <laughs> hey. He's like, we're not
3: talking about this anymore. We're
2: we'll looking up exactly. All right. So, we all know what happened between Bear and Georgia. Bear was caught on a Skype conversation with his cousin that we later found out was actually his girlfriend. Barbara went and grabbed Georgia. Georgia was able to overhear it, and then she bust in on him, and they got into a big fight. She threw water on him, and it led to a big blowout. Now, we all know that Bear is trash for the way he treated Georgia, and Georgia was pretty much just the perfect woman. Everybody loved Georgia this season. But, an outcome of that situation is that Cara and Dave Vaughn got back into it. Dave's problem with Cara is that she felt that Cara handled the, the whole revealing that Bear was cheating quite wrong and that there was a proper way to do it. Georgia went and backed up Cara, saying that she appreciated that Cara came and got her, even if, Cara was, even, even if Cara's intentions wasn't 100% fair. Cara says she did, in fact, wanted to see Georgia blow up on Bear, kind of like anybody would probably want to see a train wreck. What do you guys think? Do you guys take Day side or Cara's side on that? Was Kara out of line for wanted to you know wanted to get a couple of giggles out of watching Georgia blow up on Bear, or is Day right that there's a proper way to handle it and Kara didn't do that? I mean,
1: I think it comes to the hands of how Georgia feels, and because that's who this is about right now. It's not a matter of who's right and wrong in our eyes. It's about Georgia. I mean, if if Georgia was hurt and what Kara did, then Kara's wrong. If Georgia appreciate what Kara did. Then Kara is right, and Georgia appreciated what she did. So I don't see how Kara is wrong because you know Georgia
2: wanted to know. All right, Becky, what's your take? Who side are you taking?
3: Um, I mean it's it's a simple situation. In the long run, Kara has made multiple statements from Final Reckoning that she wished that people had stepped up and told her. What was going on with Kyle and Ashley and everybody else, you know, that he ran around with? She wanted someone to tell her the truth, but instead they let her walk around looking like an idiot, in her opinion. And she saw Georgia going through the same thing. She's like, if I don't tell her, then she's going to walk around looking like an idiot, just like I did. Now, I'm not saying that she didn't have. A mindset of also making sure that Bear got his comeuppance, because obviously Bear was getting on everybody's nerves. But in the end, Kara's overall intentions was for Bear to get called out for being a dirtbag and for Georgia not to look like an idiot. Even though in the end, Georgia ended up taking him back anyway. So, you know, it's all for not in the long run.
2: All right. But uh I just reject both of your hypotheses. They're both wrong. Oh,
0: really?
2: Yeah, yeah. They're both wrong. Both Cara and Dave were both horrendously wrong. Let me tell you why. Oh, God. One, Cara is over there talking about, oh, she wished somebody would just told her uh, instead of having her run around looking like an idiot. That's bullshit. So back on Battle of the Bloodlines, Cara was running around with Thomas Bill. She sure as hell didn't want Abe knowing about it, at least not consciously. But still, Carver was real tight at Johnny Bananas when he blew the spot up to Abram. That he didn't want Abe, who just got here to look stupid and not know what's going on. And, Car- and Carver hated it. Bullshit. No, 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 don't get me wrong.
3: He blew Did up this, the spot it? so he could get her out and get him yes.
2: out. Yes, yes. His intentions wasn't paired either. This move helped his game. That makes it a mess, but that doesn't make him wrong. So that's pretty hypocritical, Cara. She didn't want the same thing for Abe because it didn't work out in her favor. But this time, her doing it for Georgia makes her look good. So when people say that Cara a hypocrite, it's stuff like this that we're talking about. Now, let me tell you why Dave Vaughn is wrong and why Dave Vaughn is a hypocrite. Because she said there was a proper way to do it. She should have went to Georgia, pulled her to the side, let her know instead of blowing up the spot. Carver shoots right back at Dayvon, which is like, okay, so when Amanda went and blew the spot up to Jenna, did you pull Amanda to the side and tell her that there's a proper way to do it? We, both, we all know that she didn't. So that's why Dave Vaughan's a hypocrite. It's only a problem when Carver does it, but it's not a problem where her, her homegirl, Amanda, does it. Both of these ladies have displayed hypocritical actions. And so when the stands get all up on Twitter, with their panties in a bunch talking about what a hypocrite these two are, these are two examples. You put that in your pipe and smoke it.
3: But also, you gotta also understand that Kara probably learned from her mistake. And she's apologized multiple times for cheating on Abram there and has dealt with it repeatedly with the situation happening. So in the end, maybe she just learned from her mistake and said, I was messed up to do that to him, and I don't want that to happen to her. So well in the long run. I could say that people grow from their mistakes and I think Kara grew from her mistake.
2: I think that's a good point. I think, I think what you're trying to say is that she's evolved since. Exactly. Let's move on. All right. All right. So two of those ladies. Who, all right. So two of those ladies who were mentioned are up for female challenger of the year. In this category, we have Davon, Kara, and Ninja. So two of those ladies we just mentioned are up, for the Golden Spoon Female Challenger of the Year. And that's going to be Ninja, Cover Maria, and Georgia. Bananas, who are you going with for Female Challenger of the Year? Easily call Maria. I mean, it,
1: I think she out of the three of them, she had, you know, the most appearances for a female in the tribunal. And she just killed it. I mean, she didn't win this season, unfortunately. I mean, she didn't cross the finish line either. But, I mean, if you compare her season and Ninja's season, I mean, I feel like Cara Marie, you know, she shined most. I mean, all I remember Ninja this season is, you know, making Turbo cry. That's it. I mean, if you want to talk about Kara's accomplishments, I could go on and on all day about it.
2: Let's move on to the shit-talking section. Um, MTV decided it would be a good point to show everybody you where they were shit-talking each other what came up so it was d saying she was better than zahida amanda calling gus and jenna Plain jane losers Corey calls anybody believing amanda an idiot and uh everyone saying ninja's annoying so there's only three of them i really want to focus on first one is amanda calling gus and jenna Plain jane losers now amanda definitely has some funny quips she went and called them furniture and said that when gus got on the show he was a turtle what do you guys make of amanda making fun of one of the lesser dynamic teams and Gus and Jenna.
1: I mean, Amanda didn't really have a strong dynamic team to make fun of them. I mean, if Amanda, you know, had a great season, then she had every right to. But I mean, Amanda didn't do anything special this season. So uh, she's just talking out of her ass like all this.
2: I think you're right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Nothing special. In fact, she wasn't even picked. And the only reason why Josh is in the game is because Alon got injured. So the fact that she run around and calling people plain Jane losers and they didn't add anything to the show, I mean, she got some fucking nerve.
3: I agree. I mean, she really doesn't have a lot of anything to stand on. But, I mean, in truth, a portion of it was correct. They were very downplayed and very, um, they're just laid back.
2: So the second thing I want to focus on as Cara was saying that anybody who believes Amanda is an idiot. She says that she doesn't like her and that she lies. And Lolo went and called her out on it. Now, this was very interesting. At this point, everybody was on Twitter saying, oh, Cara looked miserable. She wasn't participating. She had a bad energy around her. And this was one of the moments where you could see what they were talking about. Cara did look miserable. And she also looked like she completely checked out. She was so checked out to the point that, you know, Amanda was like, what lie did I tell? I didn't tell no lies. And, him, and Cara was like, yeah, you don't lie. I was like, excuse me? Wait, what? There's been several lies.
3: <laughs> A I mean, lot. Lie.
2: Yeah, exactly. The biggest one being that, you know, Jenna was getting finger banged on an airplane. Are you guys starting to believe what people on Twitter were saying about Cara having this uh, negative, checked out energy about her at the reunion?
1: Oh, so I've been to these reunions before. And I mean, after like hour, like five, half the cast, you know, Sasha's checked out because, you know, it's a long day. It's a long process. You know, they get there a few hours before the, um, the fans do, you know, do makeup, get dressed, whatever it is. It's, it takes a lot out of them. And it's longer than an average work day, And it's annoying to do all day. So I understand why, like, she's like mentally checked out because, you know, I wouldn't want to do it for, I wouldn't want to film 18 straight hours, you know, just doing nothing, just sitting there half the time.
3: I was really kind of thinking because this is something that we were discussing in in chats. And really, Kara has been to multiple reunions over the past. And in the last four, the ones that I remember the most vividly, Dirty 30, uh, Vendetta's Final Reckoning. um, And this one, she's been constantly berated and shit talked by everybody. So she's had to be on the defensive for a long time and even in prior seasons uh you know for whenever she's at a reunion she's always a target and everybody likes to point fingers at her and talk trash about her honestly i think she's just over it she knows what these reunions are about it's basically let's trash kara as much as we can because we want to get as much airtime and we know that's going to get us airtime and so she's like, you know what? I'm just not going to engage. And this is what you're going to get from me. You're going to get me sitting here not engaging with you anymore because I'm annoyed at the fact that if I do engage, I get screamed over. I don't, they don't listen to what I have to say and they cut me off. There's really no point in her even trying. I don't blame her. I would be too.
2: So now let's see who we got for our Casper Award. As in Casper the ghost, which means this person was ghost, which means they didn't get any airtime. And the people who we have up for that is going to be Shailene, Gus. Who? Yeah, we didn't see much of her. Uh, It's going to be Shailene, Gus, JP, and Natalie. Who do you guys feel was most done wrong by their lack of airplay?
1: We don't know who Shailene is. So, I mean, I guess she wins the Casper Award. But, I mean, I wish we'd seen more of Gus and Natalie because I feel like they'll definitely be like regular. Well, I know Natalie's a regular. And I feel like Gus will be regular in the future. So, I mean, I wish we could have seen more of both of them. But, I mean, we haven't seen Shailene at all. So, I mean, who is she?
3: The one that was done the most wrong is probably between JP and Natalie. Because, honestly, they're two gorgeous, dynamic people. And from what we've heard, there was a lot of drama surrounding Natalie that was not shown. So. Watergate. Yeah, Glittergate, especially. Oh, yeah. So you got to really look at that and say, wow, she was really kind of just left on the cutting room floor like she doesn't matter. So in the end, if you want to talk about who was done most dirty, it was definitely Natalie. If you want to talk about the person that nobody remembers, I got to agree with Antonio and say Shailene.
2: Uh, There was a really sad situation that went on earlier in the reunion. And that's going to be Cam versus Leroy. Oh, here we
1: go. Oh, God. Here we go
0: again.
2: All right, here we go. So Leroy and Cam didn't have the best times with each other while they were in the house. They got into it a couple of times. Uh, Basically, before they got into the house, Cam came to visit Leroy. And while she was visiting him, uh, she spent some time with a male friend who didn't make the time to meet Leroy, which offended him. And it made him think that Cam was being... Well, I don't know, kind of sneaky. Even though they wasn't together. Before the reunion, MTV ran a clip of Leroy saying, sleeping with Cam was the worst mistake of his life. And Leroy was immediately canceled by all of the tryhards all over Stan Twitter. And they did it without getting the full story. So now we were able to get the full story about Cam going out of her way to make Leroy jealous and that they were still hooking up right before they came into the house. And it was later, and it was later revealed to us in what context that Leroy said that sleeping with Cam was the worst decision he made. Whose side are you guys on? Is Leroy uncancelled? Should he have, should he have never been cancelled in the first place? What's your guys' take on that? Bananas, I know you're itching to get into this. Um,
1: Obviously, you and Leroy on this. I mean, I didn't know Cam was staying at his house th- during all this. I feel like that makes it so much worse on Cam's part. If- you're staying at his house and you're doing him dirty. I mean, I, yeah, I know cams fans. They're going to say she's savage and she, Oh, like the best for doing that. But I mean, how messed up can you be? I mean, people say I'm messed up for being a bananas fan, but like, I don't think bananas went to that level, you know, when he was staying at someone else's house and doing that stuff, you know, it, uh, it's just, it's a crazy topic. And it I, uh, it just, I don't know. I want to hear what Becky says because I know Becky's probably Team Cam on this one. So I think it'll be easier for me to discuss it after she says her part.
2: All right, Becky, so on you.
3: Because he wants to argue with me. Yes, I do. Do her? Do him dirty? Do him dirty? She wasn't having sex with dude. She was hanging out with her friend.
2: You don't know that. But she she openly said she openly said that she.
3: Hey, she openly said. Oh, that it was shit. her friend that she was seeing. Is she not allowed to see her friend who happens to also live in Vegas? Not come if
1: you stay with on. Not if you why stay with not stay at, at that friend's
2: house?
3: No. So, so if I'm over at a friend's house, I can't go, if I'm over with a guy that I'm hanging out with.
2: That's your fucking.
3: It doesn't matter it doesn't,
2: that I'm hanging what? with,
3: because they don't, either way, it doesn't even matter, because he didn't want a commitment anyway. So number what? one, who gives a what? fuck? Number yeah, why two, are you, why are you number smashing her tonight before then? Because it's her friend. She's just gonna go hang out with her friend. What why the mess at the
1: friend's house. Why not sit at the friend's house?
2: Why not tell the truth?
3: Because she has okay. So she's More with a friend. Why? why does it matter if it's a guy? This is the problem. Y'all are insecure. <laughs> <laughs> that is you think is- that just because a woman goes out with a man who happens to be her friend, that she's fucking him. That's fucked up on y'all's part.
2: Well, what evidence? Because he
3: was probably flipping about it. So she oh, and she wasn't really? even really being sneaky about it. She was just, she just, the guy just didn't want to meet Leroy. And if you hear that the guy is flipping out on the girl because she's hanging out with her friend, be it as may that he may have a dick. Doesn't mean that he's gonna be like, you know what I want to do? I want to hang out and see the guy who's freaking out on the my friend that's t- that's hanging out with me. So she's probably like, dude, I don't want to have this mess because it's only gonna cause more issues. Because we all know Cam is really not into the drama. So you the, know
1: what, though, if if she wasn't doing anything, um, I feel like why hide it? I mean, if Leroy overreacted, then tell the guy, you, you know what, gonna- just.
3: She didn't did say he, she was hiding it. He said that he was upset that the friend didn't come in and introduce himself. What does that have to do with her hanging out with her friend? So if I tell you I'm hanging out with a friend, do I have to tell you it's a
2: guy? Uh, yes. I mean, if fun- you're staying at my house. Yes. No. Yes. If you're staying at my house, fucking me. Yes. Hey, no, I'm going I'm to house. Anything? You are insecure
3: if you don't want me Can't, hanging out with a he, guy. Oh, he's my, If it. I'm hanging out with my friend, I'm hanging out with my friend. Why do I have to be specific? Her, oh, it's, it's my girlfriend.
1: You do realize Cam was in his bed the night before, right?
3: And doesn't mean she was hopping It. Are you trying to say she's hopping into other dudes' bed at the same time?
2: It's a possibility. No, I'm just that saying, is, but she
3: it, did not say she hooked up with him. She openly said like, she was. She was hanging out with her friend. And she said, he must have thought that I was on a date, but I was just hanging out with my friend.
2: Would you call a dick appointment a date?
3: She wasn't going on a dick appointment. (laughs) She was hanging out with her friend. Oh, my God. It was Why
1: not be honest about it? Why be sneaky? Why Why not be honest? Because when you're being sneaky, you're opening the doors for other you're opening the door for like other possibilities to, to, to happen. Slow I mean,
3: I'm gonna get real close right now. She said it was her friend.
0: You, you got what I need, but you say he's just a friend, and you say he's just a friend.
3: She doesn't have to be specific that it's a dude. Uh, okay, and if okay. you guys but, feel that she needs to be specific, it's me. Okay, and... All are insecure. But
2: Nana, get your last word in. At
3: the
1: end of the day, whether Cam is being sneaky or not, if Leroy had those feelings, he has every right to throw her out of his house because it's his house, and he can do whatever the fuck he wants with his house. It's, he owns it. It's not Cam's house. If he thinks Cam is being sneaky,
2: hit the road. Okay, I see Johnny Banana's misogyny has rubbed all over you. Becky, what's your last word?
3: I'm just saying Leroy being insecure and a baby. Now, if you wanted to kick her out of the house, he's more than welcome. You are correct. That is his right as a homeowner. That's his house. She doesn't have to stay there. She obviously has other friends that she can stay with, including what Kayla and Mikey, Ban- including, including this person who she hung out with. So in the long run, I think that overall, Leroy is just salty, and he needs to take his happy ass and sit it down, because in the end, Cam didn't do anything wrong.:
2: Okay, let's do it. bananas, let it go. So,,: <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, wah, wah, wah. So we already learned from Dave Vaughn that Cam thinks she needs to be more honest. And if she was more honest, who knows where her and Leroy could be. Now, Leroy does need to chill the fuck out. He said he didn't want a relationship and they weren't dating. So she could suck whoever's dick she wants to suck. And he I shouldn't have anything. Oh, wait, wait, hold on, I, wait, hold on. No, 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 I got the floor. She's allowed <laughs> to do whatever she wants. She is a single woman. She ain't got to do shit. Um, But it is a little bit sloppy to be participating in those kind of activities. Not saying she is, but he's under the assumption that she might be, probably for good reason. And that's, and that's the decision that he made.
3: Probably because he was on that shit. Because normally uh-huh. when people start accusing other people of doing stuff they're not doing, it's because they're doing it themselves.
2: All right. Let's put a bow on it and let's move on. The Trash. <laughs> Ooh, Cam? Maybe. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> you it know, you fresh.
3: can you can suck my whole imaginary dick.
2: Jesus Christ. Let's <laughs> move on to the last thing on the list. God. And that's going to be Tape Cake. You know what? Hey, Bananas. Why don't you do this one? Because it's your guy on the line.
1: <laughs> so, earlier this season when Bananas was still there, apparently it was him... Theo, Kyle, Georgia. Who was the other girl? Zahida. And Zahida, I mean, I mean, Amanda was on something. Amanda confirmed she was, and they were keeping her up all night. And as a joke, they, you know, put tape around her face, got in her hair, whatever it is. A joke that was a prank that some say went a little too far. Because as Amanda was taking the tape off, you know, some of her hair came out. Yvonne made a YouTube video, you know, she only said Bananas, Theo, and Kyle, you know, the main three guys, whatever. And that whole situation escalated because, you know, you have US Weekly picking it up, you have TMZ picking it up, you know. And it's all given those guys, you know, a bad rep. And it's not a thing you want to be like that's not a reputation you want, you know, being an ass- was a sex, not sexual assault. What's what I'm looking for?
2: They accuse him of, of assaulting women. So, yeah. So they,
1: like, being accused of assaulting women, it's not something you want to be known for. Cause that's really bad. And so basically at this point of the reunion, um, Ms. X, anyone, you know, who wants any final words on an apology, be honest, you know, basically called up Dave on is like what you said, you know, it was out of line. I mean, I get you doing YouTube videos, but I mean, I like at least put some truth to it. And, you know, uh, Devon was able to apologize and Amanda was able to clear the air. She admitted herself that it was a joke. Nothing w- went too far from it. She said, Amanda admitted herself that the TMZ, US Weekly, they took it too far. They took it to the next level that where it should have gotten to. And that's, really it. I mean, it's just a situation that got too far when it shouldn't have. And, it's, yeah, it's pretty
2: much it. Becky, what do you think about Bananas calling out Davon for making that YouTube video that got them all a lot of bad press, especially for the men in this group?
3: I mean, really more for Bananas because everybody else was very much forgiven for their parts in it. Um, he was really the one that was crucified for the whole situation. Oh, I... I really got to say that I'm glad that he called her out on it. And he did it in an extremely uh, professional way. He didn't, you know, really try and berate or degrade her when he really could have. He he definitely approached it in a very mature way. And I give him tons of props. And really, Davon had nothing that she could say other than she over-exaggerated the situation and made it a little bit more dramatic, uh, whether intentionally or unintentionally, you know, we'll never really know. Only person will know is Davon. And uh, I am very happy that not only did Davon take accountability and apologize to Bananas and the gentleman for over-exaggerating the situation, but that Bananas did did approach it in a very mature way, which knowing bananas has never been his strong point.
1: I told you he's doing the right thing lately, and it's only a matter of time until everyone else sees he's actually maturing, and hopefully you can find a, just a little peace in your heart for him, because, you know, why not?
2: <laughs> you fuck out of here. i a your heart. <laughs> <laughs> i don't buy that shit. <laughs> hey, we um more- listen, Bananas had every right. In fact, he had a duty to call out Davon for that YouTube video. Now, I believe Davon, you know, she said what she said. She didn't egg it on more than what it was. She did not blow it up out of proportion. She did not. But she has also gone through Twitter and scrubbed anything of her mentioning Tapegate before it blew up. Anything that could be viewed as being negative or blowing it up has been deleted off for her Twitter. So there's that. It did get picked up by press and, and it did really hurt the guys. And it, and it hurt them in more ways than probably, you know, uh, most people realize. I do respect the fact that she apologized for it. I don't think she expected that to happen. But this is one of the problems. This is one of the problems with the cancel culture. Everybody is so quick to get mad. Everybody is so quick to, uh, you know, to bash somebody who they, who they deem have wronged somebody. And nobody is given enough time for the rest of the facts to come out. Even after Amanda said, oh, yeah, it was play food. Things of people, you know, people are blowing it out of proportion. Everybody still went going forward. You know, a lot of these assholes out there was claiming that it was a huge MTV cover up. And, you know, Johnny has to be stopped. He's out here continuously assaulting women. Turns out none of it be anything close to true. None of it is close to true. So I would just say, everybody just take a second, let the facts develop before jumping to a conclusion all the time. And I know that's hard because with things like Twitter and Facebook, we get all of this news in real time. So I do understand the difficulty, but let's give it a second because you know, this hurts a lot of people's reputations and it hurts a lot of people's future prospects. I don't think we should be too hard on Davon about it because like I said, she didn't blow it up out of control, but it is her fault. She started it. She should have never said anything. That's all I got to say on that.
1: I mean, I think uh, myself and Bananas are doing an apology from all the banana haters because, you know, the shit we got for that, what, three weeks? That was one of the biggest news on Twitter. Um, but, I mean, what really bothered me was how, like, everyone kept saying how MTV is trying to protect them, trying to do this, and you know, he's a the face, They do whatever they will. They'll do whatever they can to protect them. But at the end of the day, who was the one to bring it up at the reunion? Bananas. So I mean, come on. I mean, how much are they really protecting him if, they're, if he's calling the situation out too? So you got, I, I know I don't do it as much either, but I mean, Malik, you said it perfectly. We have to look at the facts, all the facts, before we start making claims on, on anything.
3: Rebecca. Number one, don't call me Rebecca, for that is not my name. <laughs> Number two, what was the question? Any last comments?
0: No, no okay. comments
3: on the situation, uh, at least not this particular situation in itself. Because, well, never mind. I do have one one last comment. Though she was apologizing to the gentleman, why didn't she apologize to Kara for berating her for not taking it seriously? And if you don't know, I just did air quotes over that. And apologize to the guys. So I feel like Kara is old an apology for her attacking Kara for making little of the situation.
2: But moving on. That was a great reunion. I think we were able to, you know, to tie up a lot of loose ends from this season. There's still going to be a lot of stuff going forward to season 34. It's been a great ride. Uh, us over here at Love War Challenges, we're not going to stop. Instead of reviewing The Duel, we're going to head and move on to The Island. We feel like it may be just a bit more relevant and we may be able to do a better show on it than we would uh, one of the older shows, The Duel, before it moved into the hour format and before there was uh, um, such a big emphasis put on the drama and the goings-on of the house. So we really look forward to getting into that. Also, we're going to review the winners of the Golden Spoon Awards. That all going to come out next week. So make sure you head to lovewardchallenges.com and put in your vote for all of your favorite challenge competitors. Am I missing anything else? Guys, do you guys want to add anything? Anything I missed? Um, I just wanted to thank
1: you for everyone that was listening throughout the whole season. I mean, it was our first um, season together. I mean, as a group. And I had fun with it. I mean, I'm looking forward to going over the island. And I'm looking forward into what season 34 has installed for us.
2: All right. Becky?
3: Uh, I mean, I got to say the same, you know, thank you for everybody who stuck with us, people who just gave us a shot and and ended up enjoying us. Anybody who's ever shouted us out, followed us, um, subscribed. We definitely appreciate you. Um, We hope you stick with us during this off season. And uh, we're really super excited to uh, do the island, which is going to be definitely an interesting season to uh, review.
2: Absolutely. So for me, I don't really want to thank you guys. I feel like you guys should be thanking us because you know we did all of the work and a lot of late nights, a lot of uh, relearning how to do my audio engineering to make this thing sounds good. Um, but yeah, you're welcome for providing you with such wonderful content all the time. Uh, no big Shit. deal. You're all welcome. You That's know, a lot of
1: time I, and money into this stuff.
2: Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you appreciate me for it. I'm well, sure Malik's that, money. No, no, no. Come on, come on. We don't got to get into whose money it is. Um, But I I was... All right, all right, all right. Uh, I was actually very surprised. Um, You know, I had goals that I wanted to reach for this show, and, and they were very modest, but I had very modest goals that we had to stay above a certain amount of followers for me to keep doing this. Now, it's our policy. We don't release numbers. Cause we don't want to look—we don't want to look like we're bragging when we're when we're up, and we don't want to look shitty when we're down. But let me tell you something: weekend and week out, we've been able to hit some pretty amazing numbers, more than I ever thought. Um, we, you know, it's—it's it's just been a great ride. I—I have, I have a blast doing this. Thank you guys so much for sticking with us. Thank you guys so much for continuing to stick with us. And you know, you guys are welcome for all the hard work that I do. Oh, you know, welcome. Bananas.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Bananas, close us out.
1: All right, another great episode and great season, Potsers. Hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you stay updated by following us on Twitter and Instagram at LWC Podcast. Join us up on Facebook at Love lovewar challenges. Also, check out our website, lovewarchallenges.com. Make sure while you listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or SoundCloud, Give us those five stars. Give us a great review. And more importantly, make sure you subscribe. Have a good day, classers. Peace.
3: Bye.
1: Oh,
2: Carol says bye. Uh, we almost had it. Almost had it. You came in late. You know what, guys? You're welcome. You're all welcome. Hey, Hunter. Did you play this, um, You're
1: Welcome from Moana? The one that rock, The rock thing. Oh, no, no, no. No, fuck
2: no, that. I'm going to play You're Welcome from, um... Uh, Seen uh, York because I walking in my yes. Yep, remember what you said.
0: I participate in McDonald's. The great thing about facts, they're proven. Like the fact that crude oil contains impurities. Or that base oil made from natural gas is 99.5% free of impurities. And the fact that Pennzoil is the first synthetic motor oil made from natural gas, not crude oil. It gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil. Based on Sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Get a $22 shell gift card with a Pennzoil Platinum Full Synthetic Purchase. In 31421, terms apply. Details at slash oil change offer.